Hey guys, welcome to WDWN Teen Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Fedra Ekris. Hello, everybody. And Jack McCarthy is on his way, and he will come in. Um, Jack has finally seen Wakanda Forever, and he's going to re- review it for us. And uh, eh, look forward to it. Uh, in the meanwhile, we have a lot of news to go over, but before we start that, I know Fedra is still tackling her Rocky Marathon. And, yes. Uh, you watched the next two pictures? Yes, I watched Creed and Creed 2. And I do like the vibe of Creed and Creed 2. I like the story writing uh, that they kind of blended this, you know, feeling of, you know, Johnson, you know, wanting to make a name for himself, very similar to Rocky you know, not wanting to lean on his father and, and finding that identity of himself. Uh, I really like how they wove things together in the writing in the first one and the second one. Yes, it's a different writer and different director altogether. So Stallone is in it, but he's not overseeing it. So the essence of what I like about the Rocky movies, it's not quite in there, but I do like that modern twist that they have. Uh, in this film in the second one i thought that was very creative of drago having a son and he's like a tank and he basically you know fights him and i really love that it was head to head and you could even see a little bit of what they showed in the russian culture uh which i'm very aware of um <laughs> hope i don't step on any toes but i i did love seeing that the pressure that Drago was putting on his son, this amount of pressure of, you know, being shamed of losing in Russia, the politics of Russia, you know, not even knowing his mom because his mom kind of like left him away and then, you know, meets him just because he's now possibly going to win. I really loved seeing that. I wish that was shown more often uh, because you could see that really it was the pressure built on him that made him really lose but at the end i love that his father stood by him and was just like hey it's you did your best you know um i loved that connection and i loved you know eventually creed um hey jack (laughs) Uh, i love that creed really had uh, a connection with rocky as well and how you know to me it was really touching because Rocky is overcoming cancer and he's just like, yo, if you fight, I fight. And they have this kind of bromance. Rocky becomes this like father mentor figure. Personally, I love when writing is done that way because there are many, you know, men that grew up with single moms. And I wonder, you know, who are the people that really influence them? And usually it's a coach. Usually it's it's a mentor of some kind, and I love seeing that in the film, and it really flows really well in Creed 1 and 2. I don't know what's going to occur in Creed 3. Is Rocky going to make an appearance or not? I know that's nope. coming out next month. Nope. He, he's oh, he's not, not going to be at all? Okay. He's, he's fighting with uh, the, uh, uh, the Winklers who produced all the Rocky movies. And uh, so he's not returning. You know, I'm not surprised because 
quite honestly, and again, people might not like me stepping on his on the toes of this, but Rocky is showing a very traditional narrative, dare I say conservative, so it would make sense of him not even being in this film. Well, part of it, he doesn't like the fact that they're going to make a Creed series. It's either a Creed series or Creed movie. Not Creed, sorry. Drago, you know. Um, he didn't want that, like where it's getting a little too much. It's kind of like what Sony's doing with Spider-Man. You know, just because you have all these characters doesn't mean there has to be all these movies about them. Uh, and also that interesting in a as a character anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. You know, they're just interesting trying to that he was just a big, strong Russian guy, but we don't know much else about him. Yeah, they're just trying to milk it. You know, yeah. which, but also, they were supposed to give him back the rights to the character of Rocky, and they never have. And uh, he's been fighting with them for a long time, so he's pissed off over that. Um, so, yeah, he, he's not going to be in it. I do want to say, Fedra, I, I, they're okay movies, but they're ripoffs. They're ripoffs of the original Rocky series, and I don't like that. Basically, the first movie is very much the same as the first Rocky movie. And it even ends that way, where he loses instead of wins. And then the second one is basically Rocky IV. You know, it's, you know, nobody dies in the middle of it. Like, you know, Apollo. He was, yeah, he was close, though. But it's just like, I, I, I don't like that crap. You know, and I got to say, I'm not a fan of Michael B. Jordan, and I have two big reasons why I'm not. My number one reason why I can't stand this guy, it, I, maybe let's make that three, right? Oh, is because everyone, everyone like bows down to him. They think he's the greatest actor that ever came out. They think he's the, the most attractive actor that that ever came out. Um, he's got zero range. This guy, he basically plays in an angry black man in almost every movie that he's in, except for what was that first movie he was in, Jack? Uh, was it Chronicle? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think it was called Chronicle. It was, uh, was it like a found footage type movie where teenagers got superpowers or something? Yeah, he had gotten superpowers. Dane DeHaan, who was awful, he was the Green Goblin, and uh, or he was Harry in... The Amazing Spider-Man movies. That movie has resulted in some of the most abysmal actors coming. Well, people I just don't like. I did like him in uh, Black Panther. I thought he was really good in that. But again, he was an angry black man. Um, but my biggest problem with him is his name, Michael B. Jordan. There is another Michael Jordan that is way more integral to the culture of this country than him. And I just don't like the fact that I, I feel like, even though it's his name, I, I feel like he's he's taking advantage of Michael Jordan's name. He didn't have to call himself Michael B. Jordan. He could have called himself, even if he called himself Mike Jordan or, or Mike B. Jordan or something like that. But Wait, that's, just, not his, that's not his real name? who uh, Michael B. Jordan, I, I think it is his real name, but I just don't like the fact, you know, if there is another Michael Jordan out there, you have to change the name slightly, especially if you're an actor. Most actors don't have. He put a middle initial in. 
Yeah, just a, a middle initial doesn't do it for me, you know? Okay, well. Because um, Michael, he's iconic, and I feel like he's kind of stealing his his thunder in a way. Like when you look up, you want to find out about Michael Jordan? Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan's going to come out up sometimes ahead of him. I, I, You know, maybe it's silly. I just don't like the fact he could have been anything he wanted to be. He could have changed his name, which most actors do, especially if there's another actor out there with a, with a similar name. It just annoys me. I just feel it was intentional. I don't like it. And uh, what was the other thing I didn't like about him? Oh, yeah. Well, the, I don't know. The I, list kept growing. Well, Stallone is actually still producing this, so he's he's still making something from it. I, he probably was was tied to like a three picture deal or something like that, but he did not come. Uh, like, what's his name? Michael B. Jordan is directing the third one, Creed Three. Correct. And he, and he's never directed a movie before. And I I heard that he begged Stallone to come back because. Yeah, I'm sure. This, this movie's in a lot of trouble, and also Stallone has directed movies in the past and he's never directed him. So he, he was kind of using him as a mentor, but I guess Stallone said, no, nah, I can't, you know, I'm sure he's, he gave him some tips on the phone and all that, but he's not going to come around the set, you know, cause they're just having problems. But again, I, that's another thing. I hate actors that all of a sudden they start directing to me when an actor directs, it makes me feel like, well, directing is not that big of a deal. If an actor, can become a director or if there is someone else tied to it, because I think a lot of these actors, like who is it uh, from Star Trek, the next generation, J Jason Frakes directed a lot Jonathan of Jonathan Frakes, Jonathan Frakes uh, directed yeah, see, a lot that, of the that, episodes. That always made sense to me though, because it's sort of like he's been on the set. The other actors have worked together for so long. I think that's a great way to get into directing because you're around people you know who are going to help you and kind of help you work things out a little bit easier until you kind of get your uh, sea legs, for lack of a better term. So I don't think that should be a knock on a TV actor who wants to direct an episode. It's just a pet peeve of mine. I mean, he directed uh, First really? Contact. I, I don't believe you're a pet peeve, Joe. Yeah. You're just a delight. No, it's just like I I don't know. I I just don't like it. Like what's her face that I can't stand? Ron oh, Howard's Ron daughter. Howard's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Bryce Dallas Howard. Like she's directing. It's like Oh, leave her. Oh, alone. shut the hell up. Leave her. I don't alone. even think I don't like her. And I don't like her father either. Better episodes of Boba Fett. Well, that's not saying much, but. But know, like I said, I, like I don't think she. I, I want to see her directing. I don't believe that she directed it because she can't act. She doesn't look very nice. And I don't think she could direct either. I'm sorry. It's it's all because she's only getting work because of her father. Period. Uh, you know End of that sentence. might have gotten her in the door getting a role at the beginning. But I think she's earned her chops at this point. She's now. a horrible actress. No, she's but nothing to look at. She's I, nothing to look at. I don't think she's horrible. I don't, I don't think, think she's horrible. She's, yes, she, she is. Put a bag over. I'm vetoing both of like you. That, but I think both you're you could not too hard on her. Whatever. I don't like her directing, but I 
have you seen her in Black Mirror? I thought she was fantastic. No. I never she was horrible. Her. She was absolutely horrible as Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man 3. And again, yeah, why was she I'll hired? Agree. She wasn't great. Yeah. Why was she hired? Because of her father. Right. Uh, like I said, that was the step in the door. And I think since she got in, she's proven herself. Do, yeah, doing more things. I don't like her. And she's a hippie. There's she's a hippie. There's other hippies as well. She's a yeah. hippie, all right? I, I'm a hippie. I'm like, geez. <laughs> you're not hippie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, she's I'm, a bit I'm, of a hippie. I'm, I'm you have that long hair, but you're not hippie. <laughs> I would, well, I, you're a hippie to me too, Jack. But yeah, I would say fair. I'm hippie. a hippie? Yeah, at <laughs> times I, I think you're a hippie. <laughs> the truth is coming out tonight. I, I, I tell you, <laughs> who's next on the gang list? So let's see. I'm sorry, but you are. You know, at times I'm like, what a hippie. You know, <laughs> I don't take I, it as an offense. I'm very proud. So cool. That's well, cool. You're, you're I do like take a, a bath, though. I do. I do. Bathe. Many things, I, but never a hippie before. Sorry. You're, you're an earthly hippie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jack is more of a yeah. thinking hippie. Thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like what is his thinking? I'm, I'm more like, like, you know, uh, save a cow, you know, make love to a cowboy, you know, that kind, that kind of hippie, you know, hug a tree. You know, I wouldn't. Or drink some water. You got that song totally mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, you see, now me with Michael B. Jordan, I didn't like him much until Black Panther. Me too. I, 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 I like. I thought he did a great role. And I also enjoyed him in the Creed movies, even though the first one made much more of an impact on me than the second one. I couldn't even tell you what the second one was about. But I enjoyed Chicago. the first one. I thought he was pretty good. So, Oh, another thing I don't like about those Creed movies is uh, Tessa Thompson made her a star, and then she became Valkyrie. How dare her become Valkyrie? I don't like her as Valkyrie. If she was anybody else, I would say, okay, but... I have a preconceived notion of what Valkyrie. Have you ever should... seen her in Westworld? No. She is really interesting in Westworld. She really stretched herself as an actress there. I thought it was really good. Here in Creed, I was not impressed, and I Me wasn't, too. In, and I wasn't impressed with her in Valkyrie either. Well, so it's, it's not the Valkyrie Joe remembers. No. I think the 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 girl that probably fits the mold most. Valkyrie for him is someone like a Taylor Swift type. No, I wouldn't like that either. Blonde, blue-eyed. No, you know who is that? Uh, what was her name? The one that was in Star Trek uh, Into Darkness. Alice Eve? Alice Eve. I think she'd probably be a good Valkyrie. Well, I don't know if you remember. She was Typhoid Mary in the Daredevil series. And she was really good in that. I probably didn't get that far. What, was it season two or three? No, it was three, I believe. Yeah, I didn't, didn't see She it. was great. She's... She played a totally different role than you've seen her in anything else, and she did awesome on it. And she would have been a great Sue Storm. She would make a good Sue Storm, absolutely. Yeah. But getting back to Creed, Fedra. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, so what would you say in the Rockies is your favorite, which I think you already said, and what is your worst? And that includes Creed. Well, my favorites are still part two. 
and Rocky Balboa. I mean, the fifth was pretty bad. So I'd say the fifth and then probably go to Creed Part 2 because I agree with Jack that the first Creed was a lot better than the second. Yeah, I'm not saying I, I at the time, I didn't think it was particularly good or particularly bad. Like I said, it just didn't, it didn't stick with me where I can't say it was a terrible movie, but I really can't tell you much about it. I know but I Rocky one, Rocky I two. One. I one was really good. I really enjoyed one, which is why I tracked down two and watched it. Yeah. Rocky one, two Creed one. I can watch over and over. I could put it as a background. I could cook dinner, you know, watching that and just, you know, make the little punching moves and like, get him, get him, you know, like it's, it's just got that oomph, you know, but the other ones, they coast a little too much for me. Vedra's in the kitchen. She's punching a, a rack of baby back ribs. All the <laughs> baby back <water> ribs. They <laughs> <laughs> ain't that too far, you know. <laughs> Oh, and the other thing I, I don't like Michael B. Jordan is he was Johnny Storm in that Fantastic Four movie. And you know why. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, he's too overhyped. You know that I agree. I think he is a little too overhyped. I, I really liked him as Killmonger. I thought he was great at that, but I do agree with you that he is sticking to one role, but sometimes that works in an actor's career. Yeah. Um, but then that also doesn't challenge you. And I, I do prefer an actor that is really challenged, you know, because um, I, I can't, you know, even even some of the, you know, my favorite, you know, Morgan Freeman, you know, Samuel Jackson, uh, Denzel Washington they have particular things that they'll add in the film that you've seen over time, certain characteristics, but they play that character so well that it feels like a different character. I mean, I've seen Morgan Freeman as a detective. I've seen him as a chauffeur. I've seen him as a storyteller. As God. You know, <laughs> yeah. As God, you know, Samuel Jackson, you're, you're afraid of him then you love him, then he's saving the world. But, you know, he always says, you know, his favorite line, you know, which I can't say on here. Yeah, you better uh, not. Oh, but it's my favorite. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's what makes a really good dynamic actor when you're playing different things. So I do hope that eventually he'll change and, and do more things. Yeah, I mean, Denzel is definitely one of, I put him up there with uh, Robert De Niro as like, one of my favorite actors, like from uh, the, I guess the the nineties and okay, mm -hmm. can I jump country. to that point right here though? What's that? You're talking about guys now, like oh, I love this guy, this guy. You're but she's talking about black actors, and I'm no, but saying, I agree, I agree with every name that she listed. I think all of them are great, but you have to give them time to grow their skill. Michael B. Jordan could grow into the next. He could. Sydney Poitier. No, you know who I think is going to, and I keep forgetting his name. Uh, the guy that's that's playing uh, uh, Kang, and he's in Creed Three. He's the villain in Creed Three. Is it Jonathan Majors? Is that that his I name? Think that's his name. I was just looking at it too. Uh, I think he's he's got a lot of potential. Yes, Jonathan Majors. Yes, you're correct. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's a rising star. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping that, um, you know, I don't know. Like, again, Michael B. Jordan has got a, a well, another thing I don't like about him. It's, it's, oh, well, we had numbers five or six. Probably six. Well, he's, he's going to be Superman, you know. And, I don't know uh, if that's ever going to happen. Now with the guy in charge, I, yeah. I think those things are pipe dreams. It's possible it won't happen. Anyway, let's uh, kind of move on. Um, oh, I did want to mention, I I listened to like different YouTubers or podcasters and all that stuff. And uh, I got good news. Dave Cullen, he's like, remember, I, I've sent videos of him to you guys. He's the Irish guy with the red hair. Mm -hmm. and he's usually a cartoon. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, you know, he couldn't stand Picard, you know, but he saw the first six episodes of season three and he says, it's amazing. And everyone that he spoke to that had seen it says it's amazing. So I'm now I'm looking forward to it. I think that uh, I have faith in his view of things and some of the people that he was on his podcast. So looking forward to it. I don't know. I, I saw both seasons. I thought season one was better than season two, but I still thought it was very good. But, you know, it's a different kind of trek. It's a. Well, my point not, is I'm trying to tell serialized. I'm trying to let you know that something good is coming down the pipeline very soon. All right. Well, I, I'm already signed up for it. So. Okay. Good for you. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into the news. So Disney's earnings, uh, Bob Iger, you know, had his shareholders meeting or his meeting with the financial news and all that stuff. And uh, they, I mean, they, they always seem to make a profit. I, I don't think it was as good as the previous year, but it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But, you know, they are suffering. Uh, they, they're going to lay off 7,000 employees. But what I think is pissing off a lot of people is they're laying off 7,000 employees, but they're having the shareholder dividends reinstated, which during COVID, they got rid of the um, the dividend, you know, to kind of cut back on expenses instead of having to pay shareholders, a, you know, a certain amount of money each quarter, or I don't know if it's annually or quarterly. I forget. I used to be a, a shareholder. I'm surprised they more. got away with that. What do you mean? Well, shareholders usually, you know, you can do a lot of things, but don't touch the dividends. They want well, your money. They were trying to cut costs, you know, because they knew that it was going to be tight with COVID. Um, but it's a weird thing. I mean, when 7,000 people are losing their jobs and they're like, but we're going to basically give the shareholders a reward, you know. Uh, it, it's just uh, bad luck. And the way dividends work is, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand is when you get a dividend and, and declare a dividend, it comes out of the stock price. So like if the, if the dividend is a certain amount of, of dollars, that's reflected in the stock price, it's going to go down that day by a certain amount. I mean, you know, but they trade up and down all the time. It's not like that's where they're getting the money from is like they're, I guess giving cash dividends to the uh, shareholders and all that. 
And I, I think that some people just think that it's like, well, I got Disney stock and this is a perk, but it's, it's kind of like they, they want you to hold on to the stock, but they're, they're kind of pacifying you with, you know, some money in the meantime, you know, but they're, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just a weird thing. Uh, they, they're also going to cut $5 billion in costs. Uh, $3 billion in cuts are going to be in content. Alleluia. So, yeah, I, that, that's just that I think it's a part of their arrogance, too. They were such on a high with Marvel and Star Wars that they felt like, well, we can spend so much money and everyone's going to be bending over backwards to watch all these shows on Disney Plus. And uh, they didn't, you know, or they, they just didn't deliver. They weren't very good shows. I think that's more the point. They didn't deliver. If everything was as good as The Mandalorian, we'd all be screaming for more content. Instead of content, we get agenda vehicles. That's that's my point of view on it. So I'm glad he's cutting it because looking at the slate of Disney Plus shows, it seems like the same preachy garbage coming back. So good. Do you guys have Disney Plus? I don't know. New Jack? Yeah, I have Disney Plus. No, I do too. I, you know, it's you know, funny. The thing, I, the thing is, like I, I've said before many times on this show, I think Paramount is a much better network. I think their original material is leaps and bounds ahead of what we see on Disney Plus. Why? It's just not as preachy. It's story, characters, and that's it. It doesn't matter what race or creed likes dislikes the character has there's a reason for everything about these characters they're not just checking boxes off and that's the problem i think with disney plus so maybe this is Iger's way of starting to clean house to try to get them back in a better direction where we're going to see better stories better characters and you know i hope it's just a start in a good way so I and maybe seven thousand people, you know, but um, maybe there's a reason why it's seven thousand people. Maybe it could have been ten. Maybe it should only be three. We don't know. We'll have to see how it falls out. But I hate for anybody to lose their livelihood. But uh, I think they have the wrong people helming the ship. Well, I hope the majority of them are writers because well, that's what I mean. Uh, the writers and the producers. You know, and the the directors who think, oh well, you know what? I've got this. I've got this opinion. It's more important than the character that people have read books and loved for fifty years. You know, my my opinion my opinion on this social issue is more important than the established character that we've seen and the fans love. So, hopefully, those are those are the people included in the. 7,000, but you know, like I said, I hate anybody losing their job, but maybe this is Iger's way of cleaning house the way uh, the other guy, WB, is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind people losing their job if they're create, creating problems. You know, like if they're, again, pushing agenda, uh, you know, trying to put in their, their own politics into a specific series. I mean, even me, I mean, I am conservative, but I don't want to see everything conservative. You know, I think that that's wrong. I think that everybody should, you know, it should be balanced. It should be 
you know, where we get some, and that's why I like the boys. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like the boys because they feel it's, it's too left leaning and it's, it's anti conservatism or whatever, but I find it funny and I find it entertaining, you know, I mean, so what, I mean, life is like that sometimes, you know, as, as long as you enjoy the, the content and the, and the acting that that's, what's important for me. Well, I think I think part of the appeal of the boys is the fact that it flips everything that we see pushed on superheroes in media in the opposite direction. That you know, superheroes are anything but superheroes, you know. And I think that's the appeal of it because look at Homelander. I mean, you watch a show and you're like, you watch a Superman show and you expect to see heroics and him doing the right thing and saving the world. And then you turn on the boys and you see Homelander. It's just a lunatic. Like, what is he going to do next? So I think that's why the boys is such an appeal because it goes so far over the edge that it becomes satire enough in and of itself. So. What about you, Fedra? Uh, um, I agree that, you know, I don't, I don't like seeing people unemployed. Uh, I don't like that it's really not being transparent in saying in which departments that, you know, these people were let go of because they could just decide, uh, decide to skim off the, the top somewhere yeah, and, the, and yeah, still like, continue these narratives. You know, we don't, we don't really know. And yeah, I do have a problem with the shareholders being benefit from, you know, they're pretty much keeping them happy and, us regular people that keep going to the park, we get to suffer. It's like, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, Bob Iger could have taken a salary cut, but you know he's going to get paid. I don't know how much he's getting, but it's got to be, I, it's definitely up there, like 100 million, 200 million, and stock options and whatever the hell else. Oh, yeah, he uh, didn't come back for charity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that—that's what bothers me. Like all these executives, you know, they're not going to lose their jobs, like the ones that are on the board of directors and Iger, the president, vice president. But yeah, it's like the little people that are basically going to lose their jobs. People in the parks, like you know, people that work on, uh, I guess, animation, and it's just kind of sad in a way, you know. But that's life, I guess. But it's, it's just kind of showing that Disney really is, it's a business. Um, you know, people that think that they, they're more than than just a business, they have to realize the only way they're going to survive is if they start acting like a business. So they, they do have to cut costs. But I, I do wish, you know, Iger would have taken some kind of, the guy's got enough money as it is, you know. Uh, you know, he. I, I mean, I'm sure he's a billionaire. Um you're just saying, let him take a token decrease. decrease. Yeah. Well, I, I ju I'm just saying that, you know, especially around this time, the people are really demanding for more transparency. So I think what I'm saying is if these cuts were needed and they're cutting the content too, that also means that they're going to also have to show results to the people because the people are still paying for the subscription of Disney Plus. The people are still going to the parks and the people are still getting excited about the movies and the series. And if they're not, 
then this is just the beginning. People will eventually, you know, move their money elsewhere, especially right now where the economy isn't doing so good. So people are rethinking where they put their money and they should. And honestly, like they have to come up with new ideas because, you know, they can't fire everyone at Disney to quote unquote fix their problems because as we just mentioned, that's not the issue. The issue is the stories and the narratives that they're putting out. Well, that brings up that uh, they did announce that they're going to have sequels to Toy Story, Frozen, and Zootopia, which, go ahead. I'm very sorry to hear that. Maybe mm. Zootopia, maybe Zootopia. I could yeah. see that because we I, didn't I'd really. I'd love to see another Zootopia. I thought that, yeah. that's like an underrated. Yeah. Great I think it's underrated. I think it is underrated because there's they've put such a demand on, oh, we need more Toy Story. I thought Toy Story 3 ended on a perfect note. Yeah. And I think 4 was just a grab for more money. But they're all grabs for money. Uh, you know, didn't they already make a second Frozen already, though? They yeah, did, the but second this Frozen, be Frozen was okay, 3. But like I said, I, I'd love to see more Zootopia. The other two, not so much. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I mean, Toy Story, it's just sad because it did end perfectly with the third one. And they should have ended. But again, they got greedy because they realized, like, well, even though we said goodbye and the toys said goodbye to everybody. And I want to see Elsa go full supervillain. Well, I'm talking cool. about Toy Story, Jack. I know. But yeah, Tim Allen's not even going to be in, in, in Toy Story. You know, it's not going to be the same. No, but they made four. I mean, in four, I guess, made a decent amount of money. But And then they said goodbye in four. And it, it's just annoying. It's just say goodbye. You know, it's like, don't overly milk this franchise to death i mean look what they did with lightyear i mean uh, and that that's the one good thing is that is that tim allen is coming back as buzz lightyear you know oh, for toy story goodness. 5. Okay. Hey, they're going to bring back sporky again i want to see mac the knife oh sporky i hate it oh well, my you know God. Give, give him like a little plastic knife friend you know and, yeah and have him stab him you know well you make him like the wolverine type character I'm cool. hmm. club, you know, stuff like Got that. about sporky. <laughs> um, yeah, Frozen 2 sucked. Frozen was pretty good, but I uh, there's some parts I don't like. And I, I don't like Kristoff. I wish he was never in the movie. And uh, Olaf wasn't that bad. I was expecting him to be so much more annoying than so he was. Same here, but I, 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 thought, I liked the first Frozen. I thought it was pretty good. And uh, I saw Zootopia with Tom. We, we went to the premiere in Animal Kingdom, and and we met the directors too, which was kind of cool. And uh, we got that to speak cool. to them. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we saw it like a couple of weeks before everybody else, and I loved that movie. I I uh, really thought that was good. Yeah, I watched it just about a week ago, and I mean, it looks beautiful like in 4k and Dolby vision. And it's just so smart. You know, it's like, cause they are. Yeah. Excuse me. I couldn't hit the mute button before that came out. Sorry. Right. No, it, it's just so interesting. Cause it, they, they do tackle the whole uh, issue of race and everything, but the way that they do it is just so well done that 
you know, they, they look at both sides and it, and it's also hard to determine at times which race is which, which I think is smart too. Um, again, it, it's a great movie and, and I, I hope that the second one is good too, but they also, they did Wreck-It Ralph, the directors, they worked together and then they did Wreck-It Ralph too. And uh, that one sucked. I didn't so, get to see that one. Yeah, yeah I missed it. Rich, my friend. I thought that was fun. I loved Wreck It Ralph. I, I, that's another one I watched recently. Wreck It Ralph 2 is just awful. Uh, yeah, and, and Gail Godot was in there showing her acting or lack of acting chops as a voice actor. <laughs> just awful. Well, I'm going to tell you the four things I hate about Gal Godot. Here we go. Her arms, can I count them as two? Since she has oh two of them. Gosh. Can't no stand one is arms. safe tonight, Fedra. <laughs> Fedra, you would kick her ass, you know. I mean, I know you would. You got you got muscles. She's got nothing. She's got olive oil arms. <laughs> okay. Oh, Popeye. <laughs> oh, um, all right. So Spider-Man Noir. A series is coming to Amazon Prime, a live action series, but there's going to be no Peter Parker in it. Live uh, action? Live action. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, you'd rather see animated? I think I'd rather see animated because, you know, like they did in uh, Into the Spider Verse, they could really just go 100% into the, you know, film noir style. Like, instead of just having people in the shadows, have them, like, just emerge out of the black, you know? Or just disappear in the shadows completely. Like, I don't know. I, I just thought it was very cool the way they did Spider-Man Noir. And even when they did bits where he does get back home, but he's still got the Rubik's Cube that has all its color. You know, I thought mm, that was a good idea. I think it would lose that kind of... Art style, I guess. I'm he's a he, well, you know what? I, I didn't read much of him, I knew of him. Oh, same, I, most, I, I only remember him popping up. I, I, it's not like I'm a huge fan of his, but like I said, I, I think that will just work so fantastic as an animated. I'm a little skeptical that there's no Peter Parker, but I'd give it a try to check it out. Yeah, I, I, I'm just not a fan of the character. I know a lot of people like it. And all that, but it's just a stupid. It, it's kind of like Dick Tracy in a Spider-Man outfit, and he's got like the fedora on and the raincoat. I guess not always, but it's. Eh, I don't want it. That although I might be interested. I mean, it, it it could be if they do it well. We'll see. Well, that's it. If if you're a fan of Dick Tracy, this probably sounds cool as heck. You know, because you're you're getting to. You're getting to see Spider-Man as Dick Tracy, and you get to take all that crazy sort of villains like Dick Tracy had and convert Spider-Man's villains into that genre as well. So, like I said, it, it's something different. Wait, uh, so is it going to be in the 20s like kind of set too? Like that 20s, 30s vibe? Yeah. Or no? Oh, it is? Yeah. You know, like... Um. I might check it out then. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, you know, I was hanging out in the web. And I saw this dame down below. She had this long, huge ponytail. Reached, reached all the way down to the floor, practically. 
you know, the kind of broad you'd put on a podcast or something, you know, you've got this, this kind of show and some people watch that and they'll just eat it up. But it depends if you're a fan of that kind of genre. So, you know, like instead of having flat top, you know, we'll see hammerhead instead of having uh what was the other guy with a really ugly face and dick tracy uh oh, I don't face. yeah so you're right face, you'll see i don't know maybe the chameleon you know who covers hmm. up his freaky looking face into a mask there's so many different things they could do it could just be a heck of a lot of fun i mean i like dick tracy the movie I didn't really read the comics much, but I've I always liked the twenties and thirties vibe and I love twenties and thirties films. So I don't know, maybe maybe if we're up for it, we should all watch episode one and then kind of critique it, see see what we think is it worth watching, you know? Yeah, I mean you always have to watch and hope for the best. And you might be surprised that you see something you like and you know, unfortunately, Disney Plus has disappointed so much. It's it's hard to get excited about any of their Marvel Plus shows. Heck, it's starting to get to be disappointing of their movies. I mean, I hope Ant-Man is good. You know, I really do. I don't want it to be bad. Yeah, I don't want it to be bad either. Yeah, you don't want yeah. them to fail. You want them to succeed because why? I've read these characters for years. I want to see their further adventures. I want to see their adventures on the big screen with all sorts of crazy special effects. But, you know, I don't want to go see Ant-Man and hear about the Wasp, you know, arguing about fair pay or something. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, no. no I, I, I want to see her shrinking down and still kicking butt for the bad guys. You know, I don't want to hear her preaching to me of like, gee, how come Empowerment. getting so much more money than I am? You know, no, mm. I don't want to hear how, you know, the daughter is upset because, you know, she's a girl and, you know, girls aren't supposed to do science. No, I want to see her invent kooky inventions and get into trouble with them. You know, it's all about what you're going to do with these characters. And I don't want to hear if, you know, I realize there are these social issues out there, but stop pushing your opinion forward under the guise of entertainment. Just entertain us. I want the emperor to be clapping. Are you entertained? Yes. Are you entertained? Excellent. Good. <laughs> Good. Enjoy your circus. Eat your bread. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I mean the idea of like Spider-Man as a detective that would be cool because I, I love detective thrillers and, and like you and like Joe has, has said several times like I'm done with seeing the whole origin story of Spider-Man we've seen it so many times so the more that we see new different things the happier that I'm going to be even if it's ridiculous at least it's not the same story over and over and over right it's got to be fun that's what they don't understand comic book movies have to be fun they don't have to be so darn serious, you know? 
that's that's just the way of life. Uh, so where did Joe go since he dropped out here? I don't know. I uh, I checked him out in the chat, and he's not responding. So, hmm. I mean, I I can technically continue, but I don't want to <laughs> take over. <laughs> did you guys even notice I was gone? Uh, yeah, I know. I remember. So I texted him, but no response yet. So maybe I had to restart everything. Poor maybe. thing. A reboot. So we yep, he lost internet. What did I say? Yeah, yeah, okay. We won't discuss too much more until he's back then. Unless, hi, this is Jack McCarthy. I'm the new host of Nerd Alert. <laughs> Join <laughs> oh, me with my, my co-host, Fedra, for another exciting episode. That's right. <laughs> Something new and improved. <laughs> oh. And you well, know what, Pedro? Here's my five reasons I love Michael B. <laughs> Jordan. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're going to do that. Okay, we'll do the whole opposite. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to restart and send a new meeting. I'll send you guys emails. Oh, great. I guess we should leave and I go to the next new then. meeting. All right. Well, that does it for episode... 187 in uh, season 12. So, Fedra, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Fedra, WTWNT.com. <laughs> and you, you, I'll give you my, you know, you all know my email address, but you never send me anything anyway, so I'm not going to give it out again. So, good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs> All right, I'll see you in the other room. See you on the other side. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay, so, there you are. So I'm back, and I, I heard that Jack took over. I'll <laughs> listen to it later, but I'm sure it wasn't flattering <laughs> at all. Yeah, you're not going to want to keep that in there. So you might as well just try. No, I'll, I'll keep it in there. Minutes. I will keep it in there if it was amusing. I mean, as long as there weren't any curse words. No. Fedra. We were very <laughs> polite. Okay. All right. So you guys finished with Spider-Man Noir, I assume. Yes. Uh, let's yeah. move on. So it's the MCU phase five rumors. And this came from a site, which I forgot what the site was, but I've never really heard of them. I think a lot of these sites, they put these rumors out there. Some could come to fruition, but I think a lot of times they're just looking for hits. Um, but anyway, so they're saying that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium Mania, Loki Season 2, the Marvels, and Agatha Coven of Chaos are the only projects connected to the multiverse. I I don't know if I buy that. I, Is it I don't think so, because aside from Ant-Man, the rest of those are small potatoes, for lack of a better term. I mean... They're, they're going to milk this multiverse thing so they can build it up to secret wars. So I can't imagine them saying, you know, like, oh, uh, Agatha and the Covenant, uh, that's going to be just as important as Avengers 5. You know, it's like, come on. I think you're right, Joe. I think these sites are making up dreams and hoping they'll be picked up and repeated somewhere else. I mean, isn't Avengers 5 uh, 
The one with Kang in it? Yeah, Kang the Kang, yeah, the Kang yeah. Dynasty, yeah. So it doesn't make but any you, sense. But, you know, Ag Agatha and the Coven is going to be more important than, you know, the Kang yeah. Dynasty, you know. Well, hey. and again, just because I'm right here, Coven actually means that it's going to be about witchcraft. Am I right? So it's another film well, with witchcraft and, you know, occult stuff again. It's a TV series. Did you watch WandaVision? No, not yet. No. Oh, well, I would suggest you don't watch it, but uh, she was the baddie in it. You know, she was another witch that was messing around. I don't know. It had some fun stuff in it. It's I mean, Jack said that I would like it. And I, I mean, I don't know if I want to get into it because then I'll have to come on here and get on my soapbox and go through all the stuff that's in it. And you may enjoy that, but you know, it's going to give me an aneurysm. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, Roger. it's nice. It's not that bad, but remember Rocky Five. Yeah. And what I said. And you were right. I said you were right. I'm right with this one, too. <laughs> um, so the dark hole's importance will be revealed in the future. What are you laughing at, Pedro? <laughs> You're killing me. You're like, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. The dark hole's have been destroyed. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was a good one. Sorry. You're good. You're good, you. <laughs> you. You're good. You, you good, you, yeah. Um, no, but it's a multiverse. Can't there be multiple dark holes, or is there only one? Uh, who knows? You know I mean, what? if we're talking physics, there's got to be more than one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, or maybe she knows? used a photocopier, you know, and copied everything. Well, actually, that's what the dark hole was. Was it? Remember, they said uh, they just copied the walls of, you know, Wanda's little temple and wrote it down, and that became the dark hole. So, no, I, I know maybe that. somebody else wrote it down. <laughs> what was that? Was that in uh, in Doctor Strange or was that WandaVision? Yes. No, it was Doctor Strange, that was too. Doctor Strange, that um, yep. all the inscriptions of the dark hole, but there was more than one. All of the inscriptions in the temple were written down and copied into the dark hole. So who knows? Maybe yeah, may, maybe they could have written several copies of it. Who knows? Well, no. When that remember when they were in the multiverse, Doctor Strange had possessed one of them, and they're saying at the end that she destroyed it, but we don't really see that she destroys it. Remember, she's also the Witch of Illusion. She can make you think that it was destroyed, but it really isn't. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Mm. They say Deadpool 3 will set the stage for Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Uh, I, I can see that, though. You know, them doing something stupid like that. I could see Deadpool setting the stage more for the X-Men's appearance than the Kang Dynasty. I agree. 100% on that. Because I, I just have this feeling they're going to try to keep the X-Men mostly separate from the rest of the MCU. I don't think we're going to see full integration very quickly. I don't know. I, I, I still can see it because they do so many weird things in, in uh, the Deadpool movies. Why not? You know? I just hope they do keep it separate. I, I really want X-Men to just 
be in mm. their own circuit personally. They're not going to. I mean, they're definitely going to bring Deadpool into the MCU somehow. And, and you know, and he will be a PG rated version of himself. I, I mean, and I'm sure they can do that, you know, just because Ryan Reynolds is so good. He'd probably make fun of the fact that he can't curse. It's like Fedra, you know? Thanks. Thanks. Well, you're you're definitely the potty mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was raised that way. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, an incursion in a shocking new villain. They're saying that the villain is thought to be an Iron Man variant and the creator of the Ultron drones, which failed to protect Captain Carter, Mr. Fantastic, you know, all those idiots that were in uh, Doctor Strange 2. And Robert Downey Jr. will more than likely return to play him. You know, even though I'd love to see Robert Downey Jr. back, this is their golden opportunity to recast Iron Man. You know, if Robert Downey Jr., you know, has enough trucks full of money parked in his garage, you know, this is, like I said, this is their opportunity to recast and maybe reboot Iron Man. That, yeah, he shows up as an evil multiverse one, but then there's a good multiverse version of him who looks just like that same guy who we know is Iron Man. So we'll see. But once again, I think it's pipe dreams. I don't know. I think, first of all, I can see this happening. Um, but Marvel and Disney are idiots. Like They're the same people that said that no one could play Black Panther other than Chadwick Boseman. Right. So I can see them saying no one can play Iron Man other than Robert Downey Jr., and and I could see him coming. I, I really wish if they if they're going to do something, that they do this instead of making Captain America bad. Bring back Chris Evans to play Captain Hydra, who you know whatever idiot he was in the comic books. Yeah, but Captain Hydra was eventually replaced by the true Steve Rogers, which this is bringing back Chris Evans, who I think is kind of done with the role. But they can't have both of them be bad if they're going to bring both. Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. And you know they're going to bring them back. I guarantee they're going to bring them back. And uh, they're not going to both be bad. So I'd rather have Tony Stark or Iron Man be bad than Captain America. I agree. Of course, I'm always right. But like, like, like I said, a lot of people just turned off of that whole storyline because, you know, Steve Rogers could never be bad. Um but you know what? It actually, it was actually an interesting storyline as it as it got towards the end. So I, 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 once again, I think they might be able to work something up with it. Now we've already seen Chris Evans fight Chris Evans once. Mm -hmm. Why not see it again? Uh, so Jeffrey Wright, they are saying it will be in the Fantastic Four movie as the Watcher. Um, sure. Why not? Remember the Watcher? Yeah, if, they, if they've already established him as the Watcher due to what if, sure, right. why not bring him back and let him. So he get that annoying voice again. Now, yeah, see, the I, best. I, don't, I don't have a problem with his voice. I have a problem with the dialogue. You know, the Watcher yeah. doesn't say it's showtime. You know, that's that's the mask <laughs> or the Joker. You know, that's not the Watcher. The Watcher is always speaking. In very mysterious terms, 
know, it's not, it's showtime. It's now is the time that the action will come to pass. You know, that's how the watcher speaks, you know. No, he said a lot of weird things. Uh, I forget exactly what he said, but it, they were more human than they were watcher. And, yeah. and his, his problem too is he spoke very fast instead of, you know, how I would imagine the watcher to speak. You know, it was almost like he was, he was in a rush to finish. Like, uh, you know, he had his sub in the in the oven or something like that, and he had to get going really quick. Um, I just don't like Jeffrey Wright. writing. That's Watcher. all it was. Mm, why not? You know, for season two, just to piss me off, they'll they'll put him in that movie. No, you know, see, I I he's one of those guys I like as well, and. I have no problem of him coming out in the white robes and the blue sash and stuff. That's fine. But I do like how the watcher is drawn in the comics, how, you know, he's got this skinny, skinny, long body. And then this huge, just giant head, you know, I'd hate I to try to morph. Uh, you know, I liked him. I liked him in the James Bond movies. I thought he was pretty good as Felix Slider. Yeah. I just, I just don't like him as the watcher. You know, it's I could have gotten somebody better. Well, like I don't mind his voice. It's the dialogue that he that he got to speak. So you see, and that, that person should be one of the seven thousand. Okay. Whoever wrote that dialogue. Agreed. And the Fantastic Four might take place in the sixties, which I think I, I heard something like that previously. To make it a period piece, but then you're then you're missing out on a lot of the fun of the FF because you've now taken them out of the equation of interacting with everybody else. You know, like well, at the end of the end of the movie they can basically get shot into current time, you know? Yeah, but that's that's been done with Captain America, where he was in the forties and then he woke up. In modern times, you know, just said it in modern times, and you know, this way they could be part of the gang when Galactus eventually shows up and throws a force field around. You can have the Avengers pounded on the outside of this force field while the FF is trapped inside trying to figure out how to stop Galactus. You know, you're missing out on fun moments like that. Yeah. All right. Moving on. So Mila Kunis is rumored for playing Sue Storm in Fantastic Four. You know who she is, Fedra? Oh, yeah, of course. I love her. I but, mean, I, she, but I don't. I'm going to wait for Jack because I don't know. Does she really emulate Sue Storm? Uh, No. You see, it, but it's the same thing. A lot of people were screaming how they hated Jessica Alba. You know, I thought in the first Fantastic Four movie, Jessica Alba looked great. I think you know, nothing about that faced me that, like, she couldn't be Sue Storm. But then in the second movie, they started putting her in white face and these freaky contact lenses, you know, that made her, you had a beautiful woman like her, and you made her look all weird. You I know? didn't like that she had a pimple on her wedding day, and then she made it invisible. Yeah, but then they went for, you know, that, and like I said, that scene for that joke zoomed in super close on the bad makeup they put on her mm -hmm. that's true 
you know, like from a distance, you might have been able to pull it off. But you go into the super close zoom to show her making a pimple disappear. You're putting all that right big in front of somebody's face. And they're going to be like, yeah, that doesn't look that good. Um, and the same thing, though. But uh, Myla Kunis is obviously a beautiful woman. Um, but she's not quite the look for Sue Storm. Uh, and this goes beyond having a blonde, a redhead play blonde Gwen Stacy, you know. Well, this is what I think. I, if they do cast her, she won't have blonde hair. And that'll really piss me off. Exactly. Like, you're, you're going... But you're, they're going in a different direction. But you know what? I'd rather have Milo Kunis without blonde hair than a bad dye job. Hmm. Right? I mean... Yeah, hmm. that's a good point. So what do you like uh, Mila Kunis for, uh, Fedra? I know you said you liked her. Yeah, I think she's a great actress. So Would you, would you see I, her? I mean... I mean she was pretty good in jupiter's ascending which i really didn't care for overall of the film but she she made it happen uh i've liked her in the bad moms she's been hilarious uh i loved her in that 70s show so she's really proved that she could really be a lot of different characters and show a lot of different emotions so at least if the writing's there she can definitely pull the character often that way but again i know you guys are very particular about the look also you know who i think she would be a great as i, I think, know you huh? i know you're gonna say i know i think i know you're gonna say um you do. electra no i think she would make an awesome Catwoman because they always play that and well in the comics they always seem to play it that Catwoman is always the playful one to the always gruff, always in a bad mood Batman. And I think Milo Kunis is that playful kind of actress that she could have fun in, in the role playing off like a super cranky Ben Affleck, you know, because she'd be, you know, she'd be kind of teasing him a little bit and pushing him a bit in certain ways. Well, he's gone. So, but but you, you know what I'm saying? Like she she yeah, really could playing off someone who's so stiff and straight like Batman. Maybe, but I have a feeling they'll or never take it, your advice. I mean, call her again. But even if she played the black hat, yeah, no, she's a that's a it's a good idea, Jack. Um, you guys are going to be surprised at this. I don't like her. <laughs> Really? No. I have a list for her too. Well, uh, what what don't you like about her? First of all, her top top ten reasons. Reason number one. First of all, her uh, lack of good judgment. She married Ashton Kutcher, who's a complete idiot. Can't stand him, you know. And if she could marry him, there's got to be something wrong with her. <laughs> Plain and simple. Okay. <laughs> Reason number two. That's about it, you know. And I, I, I never liked the show. Yeah, so she'll probably try to get him to be Reed. You know, I don't like him. 
don't like them. Sorry. Uh, Guilt by association. That's what it's called. And you know what? I've never seen him in a fully serious role. Oh, he played Steve Jobs. Actually, I. Oh, I, 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 never, I, I, I never saw that because I, 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 I kind of enjoy Steve Jobs fan. So there were I enjoyed the movie because there there were two movie. Michael Fassbender was Steve Jobs in another uh, movie about him. I think they came out around the same time, but this one was was better because it showed the history of of Steve Jobs, like when he was in high school or college or whatever the hell, and how he became who he became. You know, the other one was just weird. Anywho, um, so Ant-Man and the Wasp has two post credit scenes. Shocking. Isn't that kind of the standard now? I'm just tired of that crap, you know? Well, enough is the enough. The first end credit scenes are usually worth, you know, sitting through. But for that last thing before they turn on the lights... It's too damn long waiting 10 minutes just to see something that's five seconds tops. You know, it, it's, I don't know. Depends how much I enjoyed the movie. If I'm willing to sit, sit through the credits that long to see, see it. Now, are you sick of credits or uh, post credit scenes, Fedra? I mean, yes and no. If it's going to actually show something interesting from the movie, sure. But I didn't like when I think it was in Thor, where he's just like, "Oh, you guys are still here," and he kind of like taunts the audience like that. I didn't care for it at all. Like that was like something where it was like, "Wow!" Like I don't even want to wait for for that anymore. If that's what I'm going to be end up seeing when I paid for my ticket. I think Ragnarok had five post credit scenes. Um. But yeah, no, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, Jack's right. You don't want to sit all the way to the end. It's just annoying. And I know, I, I think DC is doing it too. Oh, they are. They did it with Black Adam, with uh, Superman showing up. Um, They got to stop doing that crap. I, I just don't find it amusing. It was fun in the beginning, but enough is enough. Like, after 10 years of this crap, well, more than 10 years now, you know, enough is enough. I'm sorry. Again, Joe, CEO of Disney, they're out of there. Mm, maybe Joe is a plus one. We'll keep track of people who, who should be included in the 7,000, but then people we should add back in. <laughs> well, I'd be like... Uh, Joe, you just balanced out uh, the writer of uh, What If. <laughs> I, I'd be like like the soup Nazi. And Mila Kunis comes in auditions for uh, Sue Storm. I'm like, you? You think you could be Sue Storm? Please, you're wasting everybody's time. No movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, so we'll get into some Star Wars stuff. So, uh, yeah, this I, I saw, seen this. Oh, I'm getting so sick of all this woke crap. Uh, Wikipedia. It's Disney and Mar uh, and Star Wars really I don't own Wikipedia, uh, but they, they know it exists, and they, they're kind of okay with them. Uh, Wikipedia is like Wikipedia, except it's got Star Wars stuff in it. So they're coming. Well, what they did previously is they announced that they 
by giving preferred pronouns to the uh, Star Wars characters. And this I found amusing is now all of a sudden people are annoyed with the word preferred pronouns because they feel that pronouns should not be optional, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, what was the other thing that they were complaining about? Oh, grandfather. They want to get rid of the word grandfather because they feel it's triggering because of some people that were affected by grandfather clauses, oh. grandfathering clauses. You know, it's like, man, these kids, man. It's like, do they ever learn anything in school or are they just protesting and complaining about crap? I think it's just a protesting and complaining about crap because, okay, if you don't want a preferred pronoun, then agree on a, a pronoun. They all want to be called something different. Yeah, I just don't get Let it. Let them agree on a pronoun and say, okay, you want to be this? What do you want us to call you? Okay, that's it. Now, you can't change it. This is your pronoun now. And I just, I mean, I've never understood the they, them thing that they push. Yeah, uh, because they, them, there is plural. It's plural. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it should, it should be it but they don't want to call themselves it. So they're like, well, they, them is nicer, you know? Well, it, you, I can kind of get it because, you know, then, you know, you're not a person, you're an object is an it. Well, I guess it could be the thou, right? Bring bring back the old English. I don't know. But then anybody who isn't, you know, from a Western European Will be offended because you know that well that doesn't reflect me i'm from i don't know i'm from asia you know we didn't use the and thou so now you're forcing your eastern european your western european pronouns on me let's hope their heads explodes one day you know like where they have so many things like that boggling their mind that they just can't take it this is this goes back to what we talked about of mandatory military service yes make them all put in two years of military service and let them maybe not go overseas fight wars but put them in a national guard where they're working on making our infrastructure better and if they decide not to go in the military and just leave them so busy they have no time to think about this crap that everybody gets upset about well all of them get upset about no, I, I would send them to prison and see what that's like for a couple of years instead of going no, serving two years in the military. Not, not prison. Yes, I'm sorry. No, but if you're not going to serve two years mandatory in the military. Oh, yeah, then you go to prison. Years in There's the prison. a reason the word is called mandatory. Yeah. Uh, I well, mean, you may not be able to use that word. Unfortunately, I'm too old to go in the military, so uh, it's not going to affect me. Um, but it should affect them those young whippersnappers, you know? But like I said, just make them do something, keep them busy for so long that they come out and they'll be like, you know, I don't have time for this. This is not important in the world. You know, what really matters yeah. is doing something good with my life. Like Demi Lovato making a big deal that uh, the scientific community is calling extraterrestrial aliens and she feels that that's a derogatory term for extraterrestrial right like how many extra i want to know which extraterrestrial came down and complained that we were calling them aliens i i want to meet that guy 
It's just that they're so nice that they don't want to complain and hurt our feelings. <laughs> or they came down and said, this place is so screwed up, we're leaving. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Jack on that one. <laughs> but the other thing is now they're, they're saying that uh, they're separating people into uh, different categories, and they put Luke and Obi-Wan into the LGBTQ uh, category. What's um, their what's their justification? There was a short story that was written a couple of years ago. Short story where I think Luke kind of looked at a guy and says, Hmm, it's some Heine, you know, or something like that. And uh Is this based it, off of the books or the film in any way? This is a short story that somebody wrote, you know. So they're like, that's it. He's not sure what well, you, know, you know, Steve Rogers. That is America's ass. I guess Steve Rogers. Yeah, but, but that's narcissism because uh, he was looking, looking at, at himself. himself. <laughs> um, and Obi-Wan, I, I think it was because he was single. I wonder if they consider all the, the Jedi to be LGBTQ. No, that would make no sense whatsoever. That, that, and that, I, that I, I, could, I could slam that down right now. Slam away. I mean, how could you give a preferred <clears throat> pronoun to Darth Vader, you know? So the Jedi Order states that they can have no attachment. So that means they do not have a relationship with anyone, first of all. Even in their own code, it says that they are not supposed to procreate on any terms, right? Procreate? It's attachments. No, remember, Anakin is the one who goes over that code and has a baby with um, Padme. No, I, I, I always took it as <laughs> uh, free love. The, oh, so you try the Jedi can go and have relations, but they cannot have a relationship. Was it like Mr. Spock? No, because because Spock was Spock had a wife, you know. They only they only did it like seven every seven, every seven years, years, or they went know. nuts. But I mean, um, the Jedi were able to have relations, but the problem is that a relationship creates an attachment, and the attachment can pull them towards the dark side. Yeah, like a long time ago. Fatherless bastards everywhere. You know, that, that's not a problem for the Jedi, you know. Well, if we go with that, then they cannot be LGBTQ because then most LGBTQ do have some form of relationship. Right. And then if you're saying, oh, no, that's not true. You could just have free love and just be quote unquote gay. Well, then you're going to have to justify where in the books or in the film did Luke or Obi-Wan ever have in a relationship. And I'm going to go there. If they say it was between the two of them, then sorry, that's, ped that's pedophilia because Luke was a kid and Obi-Wan was a very, very old man. So they better not go there. It's like the old guy in Chris yeah. from Family Guy. <laughs> So that's well, where my problem here. is. And, uh, help out. Hi, Luke. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have the voice better than me. I can't hit those high notes as well. Oh my boy. <laughs> and that's wrong. <laughs> that's very, very wrong. <laughs> yes, it is. Um the price people haven't just gone berserk on Family Guy for she's about half the jokes on the show anyway. Never mind. <laughs> Because I mean, like, to me, I'm thinking that the Jedi was copying the teachings of Buddhism. And in Buddhism, they say that you can't even have any attachment. You can't even have an attachment to your teacher, you know? So, I mean, and they also, in Buddhism, you're not supposed to procreate at all. All of those monks in the temple are completely abstinence. And if they right. did have any relation, they have to be abstinence in the future if they're going to become a monk. So that's why I'm taking it that further, because then it's like you couldn't have that attachment. That's why when Obi-Wan you know, saw his Jedi Master die, he had that you know, emotional point but he also had to let it go because he had to fight Darth Maul. If he had such an attachment, like you said, he would go into that Sith mode and be like, I don't, not only do I have to defend this person, I have to kill in the honor of Qui Gon Jinn. So that's what I mean. It's like, you know, what does that have anything to do with the person's sexual orientation? The person has an identity of itself. But these aren't even real people. These are freaking characters that were written up and are archetypes of things that we enjoy to watch, which is a hero and a teacher. So why do we have to go so deep into thinking about what their sexual orientation is? Because just like Joe said about Loki, I don't care. I really don't. I never think about that. It's true. Well, like yeah, again, it's just some people just really feel like it's important where it's not. Um, it's just weird. But I will say it wasn't important for for the fifty years he's been in a comic book. Thank you. Or even in the films, it's never been. You know, even really like in the uh, there used to be before Disney purchased Lucasfilm. The novels luke was was he married to marriage aid yeah what happened was uh luke kind of was making it up all on his own because he had to go out and he had to find information you know he didn't you know the holocrons are a nice cool little thing but really luke skywalker spent years finding any of them to research so he had to kind of, he realized he had to make up the Jedi Order, you know, and as they found holocrons, they incorporated it into the Jedi training that he was doing. But he always looked at it, he was like, you know what, my relationship with my friends, that gives me strength. Being detached doesn't do that. You know, having that emotional support from friends and having relationships, you know, that's a source of strength for people, not keeping those cut out of life. So he himself, he got, he met somebody, he met several women during the days of the expanded universe and had relationships with them until eventually he ended up with marriage aid, who was the one who started it all. And, um, he never dissuaded anybody. He was married. Corin Horn was married. Um, I think Cam Salazar was also with somebody, but, um, 
like I said, he he's had taught his Jedi that their strength in relationships with other people, that you need them to be as strong as you need to be. So Luke didn't go along with that, you know, but then again, the expanded universe has all been thrown out the window anyway at this point now. Yeah, where this is more canon now that he's this, looked at some yeah, guy. That, that this this short story by some guy who was having a fan fiction uh, is more important than, you know, the 20-something years of, you know, <laughs> novels and stories. All right, last story. So um, Star Wars Visions is going to be coming back for a second season on May the 4th, Disney Plus. And what I found very interesting, I mean, I, I kind of like some of it. Some of it was a little weird because Japanese, it's, it was anime. And I like anime, but some anime I don't like, you know. And there, there was some of that in the first Visions. But this is going to be like all over the world, not only Japan, which I think is kind of cool. And you know who's doing it is, is Ardman. You know who Ardman is, right? I, do you guys remember? Time for walkies, Yoda. Yeah. Uh, Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> My Uncle Leo. <laughs> I, no uh, way. I think that should be pretty cool. I, I love the Wallace and Gromit movies. Oh, I love them so much. Me too. I, I really like them. My favorite is still the one with the chicken. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. Is it a chicken or the penguin? It's the penguin, but he was a chicken because he had the rubber glove on his head. <laughs> yeah, the feet. Oh, okay. And I don't know. I, li I like the one where they go to the farm and they see the little sheep. Yes, that was that was good, too. With the Robo Terminator dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, oh I think I like yeah, that they, one the best. They, had, they were just so freaking funny. Yeah, they were really good. Um, but I yeah, no, what the Woken Nutty could find wrong with those. Yep, definitely. Like, they are just like classic cartoons, completely just silly and innocent. And I can't imagine what they would find to be offended about in those. Oh, they're going to say that Gromit was completely abused. You know, he was doing all the chores in the house. And, <laughs> true. you know, Gromit, you know, he was a slave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm hoping it's good. I, I like the first episode of Visions and a couple other ones. But uh, yeah, like I said, it's all over the place. Um, hopefully it's good. So. That's about it, other than the fact that Jack is about to talk about Wakanda Forever. He finally seen it. So I don't know, Fedra, is it past your bedtime? Yeah, it's a little bit, yeah. Or are, are you riddled with curiosity of But I do, yeah. I do what, wanna I, what do wanna I know. Taken away from I mean, I don't think Jack's gonna talk a half hour, so you know, yeah, I I definitely you know, wanna I definitely wanna hear. All right, Jack. Wow. So I don't wanna talk for half an hour. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you will, so it's cool. Okay. Um, I recently watched Black Panther Wakanda Forever on Disney+. And I have to say, it took me longer to watch than most people uh, probably did. Uh, the reason is because it actually put me to sleep twice. So um, 
each time I fell asleep, probably about half hour at a time until something exploded on the screen. And then I had to go back because I didn't know what was happening. Um, so that has never happened to me before with a Marvel movie. Even the Eternals, which people, you know, did not yeah. care for, that the Eternals kept me awake. I agree. Um, I have a question. Yes. W were you like... Were you watching this late at night? Were you watching this midday? Was it, you know, did I, you was, have I started watching it at 11 o'clock Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah no. Okay. Jack after, is an old man, Jack. <laughs> after getting a good night's sleep, I woke up and it was. He got his, oat, he got his oatmeal. <laughs> I didn't have my oatmeal, thank you. Um, hate oatmeal. But no, it was when. It was negative 10 outside with the wind chill because that's when the Arctic blast hit us. So it was like, I'm not going outside. Uh -uh. Let me sit down and finally watch this thing. And like I said, it, it was so boring at the first half of that movie that it put me to sleep twice. And I had to go back and rewind it to watch those parts. Um, I stand by my opinion that they should have recast T'Challa. Um, I do not find Suri interesting at all. Um, well, I was going to say, this is where I think they failed. They should have, you can have a Black Panther, but Suri's not a Black Panther. She should be the Black Pantheress. She no, she should be, for lack of a better term, the man in the chair. She well, she, yeah, like she, she was as the Black Panther's cue, coming up with gadgets and like, hey, wait you see what I got for you now. You know, no more carrying wearing clothes underneath. Here's a nano set break nanotech bracelet that's gonna carry your costume. Well, that's what she was in the first one. Yes, and she was great in that. She was enjoyable as that. Um, she is a character, um, I don't think works. As the Black Panther or Black Pantheress. Um, I don't particularly care for the actress enough. I I I just find her boring. Um, even when things aren't supposed to be boring, I thought she was. Um what, what about Angela Bassett? Bassett? Was, was very good. Um what'd you say? No, what? he he went right to it. I asked him what did he think about Angela Bassett. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah, that's where I was starting. Angela Bassett, I think she she was good. Um, I don't think it's a Oscar nominated performance. Um, I'm not knocking her. I think I I like her as an actress, but I don't think she got material that was worth the accolade. She had that one scene with with Okio, which I thought was really good. Oh well, when she was giving the SmackDown. Yeah, you know, I thought that was cool. I've lost both of my children, you know, and you. It's um, your fault. So I'll get to her, too. Um, but Angela Bassett, I thought she was good. Um, but I don't think she was great. Um, I know Namor eventually, spoilers, uh, is responsible for her death. But from the way people were talking, I expected you know, Namor to pull a Darth Vader and like grab her by the throat and just throttle her. Um, no, she got drowned by the wave that drowned a number of people. 
there wasn't it didn't seem like he personally went after her to me anyway unless i missed some other context in there or not at all and didn't remember um so i didn't think that was the big surprise uh the doja mayor uh I would have liked to see more of them. I think I think they were part of the coolest part of Black Panther. And what's her? How do you say her name? Okio. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I I like that character. I like that character, Black Panther. I liked her in Endgame. I mean, uh, Infinity War in Endgame. She she's terrific. I think I she's think getting her own gets smacked down like that. And then when they did this Midnight Angel thing, I don't I know. Think that costume was ugly. Yes. I mean, yeah. we've seen other costumes that are similar. It reminded me a lot of the Scarlet Scabbard in Moon Knight. Hmm. But the headdress just, it, it, it just looked wrong. And it looked wrong from the aspect of, to me, it didn't look like a human head would fit in it naturally. Like a bird's head is a little not as high it's a little shorter and it pitches forward because of the beak that shroud helmet cloak hood whatever it was i don't i don't think that was they did a very good job on that i i it was just maybe if it was the angle i was looking at it what well, was filmed with no it was horrible i mean it just i didn't i didn't like that at all and honestly i don't think she needs it she no, she, she kicks butt, and the Doja Mayor armor is freaking cool looking. You know, they it didn't was. cover it with this blue thing, whatever it's supposed to be. Um, but again, it goes to show some idiot thought that was a good idea. You know, like when you see Valkyrie in the Thor series, and then I think it's in Ragnarok where she's got the white outfit. That's pretty damn cool. You know, she it's an upgrade. This was not an upgrade, it was a downgrade. This was a definite downgrade, you know. Uh, but the same thing I also didn't like with the Dolger Mayor, uh the knives, the little dagger scene. And I'm glad that that soldier was called out. I don't remember the names because like I said, I wasn't even enough. <laughs> I must have been sleeping at that part. Well, no, that was in the beginning when uh the French tried to Break the lab. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, and she had the daggers, and you know, Okio says, "What are you doing? We use the spear. You know, this is our weapon." Of oh yeah, okay. You know, mm -hmm. and it was like, yeah, good, yeah, because even the spear work that they do is cool. You know. Oh yes. So, like, they introduced things that just quite didn't work for me. Um, so that's that part. Then we get to Namor. Um, hearing Joe talk about Namor, um, I didn't think he was overly terrible. Um, the only thing is the freaking jewelry. You know, I don't mind the uh, the necklace is okay, and I don't mind the bracers, but the big chunky earrings and uh, the jade snot in his nose. Um, I don't know who designed that and thought that's a good idea. Uh, I didn't think the character, the actor was too bad. 
I thought he actually did pretty good uh, as Namor. But once again, character designs can be everything. Joe showed us a production, a early production model of the suit Namor wore that they were thinking about. And it was very much like he wore for a period during the 70s where he wore a black outfit. Um, luckily, they didn't give him the wings on the, the arms because that was never a big... I like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, well the thing is... Wings under the arms go into his skin. That's got to be uncomfortable. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, because he didn't have sleeves. It just kind of in his bare arms from his elbow, you know, to his armpit. You know, he just had pieces of metal stuck in him. He didn't care. I didn't like him like he where he was half naked in the comics, you know, like because most of the times like he had his green underwear on and that well, was it. You see, that's just it. Sometimes they, they draw him with trunks. Sometimes they draw him with a brief, you know. Or no, but, but that's why I'm saying I like that outfit. Or it's, it's kind of like black, blue, little gold, Yeah, you know, I, I, I pants. Very cool looking outfit. Yeah. And I think it would have looked better than um, what he had. The swim trunks and jewelry. You know, I guess it's important if you're the king of an underworld, underwater empire to accessorize wisely. I don't know. But um, I kind of liked what they did with him uh, character-wise. Um, but like I said, a lot, a lot of it that took it away from me was the design. His character design, uh, Otuma, you know, who is his rival who hates him, you know, with a passion. It's, it's one of his main bad guys in the comics for ye for years. That's that's his Joker. That's his Dr. Octopus. You know, that's not his friend. That's not his buddy or supporter. Um, and the look of the Atlanteans, it reminded me of Davy Jones's crew in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, instead of being pieces of coral, it was like fish bones and stuff. It's like, if you guys are so advanced, why why are you yet wearing the skeleton of a shark on your head? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. But um, Ben, I also didn't like the fact that when the Atlanteans were underwater, their skin tone was like a normal person's. But when they came out of the water, they turned blue. Just leave them blue. That that's how they were in the comics since the forties. Why do you feel the need that you got to change that now? Um, and then you know, I like the fact that Namor showed up and trashed Wakanda a bit, and then he's like, "I'll be back in a week to you know, for you to straighten out what you're going to do to join me or not." Uh, I like that he did so much damage, and then he's just like, "Okay, now you can rest, and I'll be back." Um, I thought that was a good villain mood move because he knows he can beat them. He's like, let them just be in terror while I'm just chilling, you know? So that's fine. You know? Oh, by the way, I killed your queen. You know, she drowned. She had it coming. She, yeah, she had it coming. So then he shows up and, um, I don't understand where a landlocked nation like Wakanda all of a sudden has this big submarine out of like nowhere that keep in mind, they only had a week to build. 
Sorry, it's a little. Oh, really? I didn't even think about that. You know, and then they're, you know, well, they're fast. Then you have a, a sh basically, it's like looks like it's the size of an aircraft carrier. Carrier. I'm just gonna say, dude, I seen Popeye build a submarine. I mean, a, I mean, a like a a battleship in like two minutes or even less. Well, so. you know, Namor didn't have any spinach, so. Um, I gave you the chance to leave, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it to jump in. But, um, so, okay, here it is. Okay, your super advanced technological country on the planet, even if you build this big submarine in a week, um, you can't stabilize it enough where some orcas can't, you know, even killer, even humpbacks are able to like nearly capsize it. I mean, I could see if they more brought in sperm whales or blue whales, but orcas, no, they're not, they're not going to tip over a aircraft carrier. And it's so oh, funny. Wait, I, I, I mean, Mayor, how cool they are that here it is. Okay. They tell the guys here, hold my rope. And then they jump off the side of the building to go start fighting the Atlanteans. Well, the Tomoka, whatever they call them, uh, the mermen, uh, <laughs> climbing up. Merman. <laughs> mermen. There's more than no, one. No, in Zoolander. He was oh. like, my son is a mermaid. <laughs> it's like, merman. But here it is. They're fighting and doing all this stuff, you know, while, you know, the man apes guys are just, you know, holding the ropes. You know, once again, that's why these women are just so freaking cool. So we see that, and then here comes Shuri in her Black Panther costume. Uh scrawny as heck. Um she she doesn't she just standing amid all the Wakandans, she just doesn't have the look, the character the charisma to be taken seriously for me that's how i thought like you know if i was one of those guys to be like this kid is our new king our new leader like mm -hmm. you know, she just doesn't she doesn't fit the part physically i'm not trying to be political but she should have had a body like gina carino you know like big no, I, no I, I don't think she needed to be big like that. I think she needed, she's just, and it's her build. She can't help it. I'm, I'm, this is not body shaming, you know, but she is a very skinny, lanky girl. And she's standing next to guys who are like 6'6", six, six, you know, 400 pounds of pure muscle that are huge. And she doesn't look like a panther. She looks like a kitten, you know. So then we go to the big fight on the beach. Everybody's like, how are you going to stand up to somebody as strong as the Hulk? Now, here's the thing. We know in the comics, Namor is in the water nearly as strong as the Hulk until the Hulk gets crazy mad. But he is super strong. He's one of the toughest guys in the Marvel Universe. However... We have seen nothing in this movie that says 
this guy, who really isn't Namor, is as strong as the Hulk. We haven't seen him do anything. We haven't seen him pick up tanks and throw them around or throw boulders at people. We True. haven't seen that. You know, so where is the um, proof that they all need to be so scared of him that uh, Mangbuku, the man ape, has to worry about him because the guy punched him once? You know, let's face it, the man ape's been punched around plenty of times. He's big and he's tough and he gets back. But He's never been punched by someone like the Hulk. How could he compare what what he got to the Hulk? Seriously, it's you know that's just writing. Like me hitting, trying to use a hammer to put a nail in, and hitting my thumb, and said, "Oh, now I know what it feels like to be hit by Thor." Like, come on, like, and then you dehydrate Namor. These guys haven't read the comics. Namor spent years out of the water and he was still able to take on the whole FF pretty much, you know, in fact, and they explained it in one of the books, I think it was Burns run that the reason Namor was always attacking the surface or going kind of crazy was because he would spend so much time out of, out of the water that his system, his circulatory system become oversaturated with oxygen and that would give him these kind of nutso periods uh where he decided surface world has to go you know so was this so you're saying this is like a cop-out ending i thought this was a cop-out ending that they're able to dehydrate namor you know and for example even if he felt he was getting dehydrated, Namor would still have been strong enough to like pick up one of those broken ships or whatever was scattered all over the beach and just squash the heck out of story. You know, he's that strong. And you've already said he's as strong as the Hulk. It takes a very long time for the Hulk to get worn down and tired. And, and it would have taken Namor way longer than Sh Shuri's little trick to do that to him. So, I mean, there were just so many things I found wrong with this movie. Um, I have to say, for a Marvel theatrical movie, I'm glad I did not spend money on it. And will I watch it again? No, thanks. Did you see um, the after credit scene? I saw the after credit scene. And I knew that I knew because that had been spoiled for me, but I think what's her name? Ironheart. The, the girl that uh, T'Challa was friends with that never quite hooked up the relationship. Yeah, yeah. She would look awesome in the Black Panther suit. Yeah. I agree. She is much more convincing as a tough female fighter than Shuri. I agree. Um, and she'd probably look great in it. And once again, she, here, look at that. You have this character here. She's able to use stuff like the queen says, you know what? I need you. I need you to go get my daughter. She's locked in an underworld, underwater prison. You know, um, I need you to go get her. And what does she say? Yes, ma'am. And she goes out and she does it. And she doesn't even have the panther flower. 
you know, which I don't remember them calling it the heart shaped flower in the first movie. I don't know. They had either. a name for it, some kind of orchid. But now they call it the heart shaped flower. She didn't even have that. She just went down on pure guts and training and not only snuck into Atlantis or Tuckamala, Waka Waka, whatever you want to call it. She gets in, finds the princess, and takes gets her out. All with nothing but her dole uh do majeure training. Like this is the person who should have been in the suit and should have gotten the flower. Not sorry, you know, and would have been that bad if the Black Panther was the muscle behind the throne instead of sitting on the throne. I don't know. Not my decision. It's too late now. That decision has been made. But um, I found this movie very, just just not very good. And it didn't make sense to me how they someone could have thought this was a better idea than recasting T'Challa, a character that has so much history, so much story left to tell. And I tell you, one thing that you said that I agree with you, I think I would rather watch The Eternals and then watch this again. I, I'd say that. I have no desire to watch this again. At least The Eternals, you know, the fight scene at the end was kind of cool. You know, yeah. and some of the parts, I think there were some they, parts that were cool. There were some parts that were cool, but I think if they did a better job designing the deviants, if they looked a bit cooler, I probably would have enjoyed those fight scenes. But the bright reds and blues and the silvers, they the deviants looked like bad transformers to me. Um, like somebody said, Hey, Michael Bay, can I handle your design guy? You know, but um, anyway, I, I would say Wakanda forever for me is at the bottom of any listing we do for MCU movies. Oh, really? Like the, the bottom, the worst it is movie. The bottom. I would rather watch Iron Man two again than this and that's what about what about shang chi i would watch even with aquafina in it i would probably watch wow. shang chi ahead of this movie again wow mm -hmm. because the fast forward button helped watching shang chi because when, when i did when i did rewatch, it's like oh she's gonna open her mouth Okay. All right. Now we're back to fighting. Oh, here she comes. Zip. You know, but even fast forward can't help this movie, in my opinion. So the mm. bottom. Wow. That's pretty low. Yes, that's low. When, when Shang-Chi and Iron Man 2 are the bar you set, that's pretty darn low. Well, see, Fedra, surely, didn't you say Jack couldn't go half an hour? ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้
Uh, All right. Breaking my heart. Let's wrap this up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can find me at Jack M at WDWNT.com. Please send me some mail. I get awfully lonely sometimes. Tell me what you thought of Wakanda Forever. Tell me I'm wrong. Convince me. I'll probably... Okay, you know what? I'll even say it. I would probably watch The Joker before I would watch this again. Oh, wow. There you go. I'm shocked. I would probably watch The Hobbit again before I would watch that movie again. Okay. Jack didn't like it. Fedra. <laughs> so you can you? Uh, follow me on Instagram, Fedra Ekris. You can be my friend on Facebook. And you can email me at Fedra at WDWNT.com. And if you want, you can email me at Joe at WDWNT.com or send me your friend request on Facebook. And again, if you can, just message me on Facebook and just say you listen to Nerd Alert because I get so many friend requests and I just think that a lot of them are fake. Spam. Bunch of like uh, TikTok people. Um, TikTok people? <laughs> yeah. Big yeah, some guy from China sent me a friend request and, he, and he's like, follow me on TikTok. And I was like, no thanks. Uh, check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney and Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 9, Episode 5. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all, and be good to each other. And friends, don't let friends watch Wakanda forever. Good night, everyone. (laughs) 